Welcome back to the AmKiss podcast brought to you by the Bonjour Agency. This is the podcast where we speak to people in the independent school sector. AmKiss is the Association for Admissions, Marketing and Communications in Independent Schools. I'm Simon Jones and in this episode it's a little bit different because I'm coming to you live from the AmKiss Admissions Conference in central London on a rather chilly Thursday. I'm stood outside the holiday in Bloomsbury and I've been really looking forward to this event, not just because there are some great speakers here, but also because I get to talk to them directly for this podcast episode. And that means I'm bringing it to you, the listener, as well. So, Angela Dudley-Ward and Kathy Campbell, they're going to be talking about your school brand. We have Nicola Lutz. She's going to talk about the sales process for school marketing and admissions. And then Scott Delville has flown in from the US to talk about AI. There are a number of other speakers here as well, such as Alta Justice and Simon Blake from Ubic. So this is a great event to attend. But as I head inside this hotel venue, first of all, I need to grab a coffee and see who else is here. So come with me now as I take you around the AMKIS admissions conference so we can speak to some of the people who are here. And walking in, I can see a number of people just checking in at the registration desk, picking up their badges. Okay, so I'm with Kathy and Angela, and you've both literally just finished your presentation. You've stepped off stage. Everyone's gone through to get coffee. First up, what was it like to give that presentation? Kathy? I loved it. I always <laughs> love it. Fantastic delegates. They all joined in. They were all smiling. Couldn't be better. Now, you were talking about brand, and you were talking about thinking outside the box. What's your experience of working with brand in different schools, then? It's... Uh, my experience is that there is a naivety when it comes to looking at brand and people think of it still as the colour, the typeface, the logo, the shield, those ghastly teddy bears. And actually today we were thinking, let's explain what it really is about, the smell, the taste, the feel. And I think we did that. I, I think you did it very well indeed. And of course you had Angela here as well. Angela, you are, you are out in fact the audience as well, dividing them up into four different groups. Tell me a bit about why you feel it's so important to have good, strong audience participation at an event like this. I think it's always about come and share. That's the most important thing. We can learn from each other. And there are lots of different things happening in different schools. Some of them are fantastic ideas. And sometimes they're not so good because people are new in the roles and they, they really want to explore that. So these forums really give an opportunity to people to get to know each other and share ideas around, you know, the tables that they're with and, and across the whole, uh, you know, conference delegates. It's great, great opportunity. Awesome. Thanks for that, Angela. Kathy, sometimes speaking at an event like this to people who, who have experience in marketing and admissions and you're talking to them about the thing that they're doing day in, day out. Do you ever get imposter syndrome doing something like this? Yes, <laughs> almost every time. But I do my best. And at the end of the day, I think because I work with a lot of schools, there will always be something that I can perhaps add. And even if I can't, at least everybody can confirm that what they're doing is the right thing already. I love that. And Angela, uh, we're about to go through and get coffee. Uh, these events are a great opportunity for networking, for catching up with people that we already know and for meeting other people who we've never met before. But tell me something about what you hope to get from this event. Um, well, I think I'd like to um, extend my friendships again across the networks. And I've actually recently moved up to Scotland, working at St. Leonard's School. Um, we have a speciality of golf. What I'd like to hear about is other people's specialities and their USPs. And, and that makes us similar, but different. And I think that's really, really a nice thing to do. So we're not in competition with each other here. We're actually here, as I've said, sharing, but also learning about different opportunities. Um, and I think that's the main thing, that we're all in the same boat together. Uh, not to 
to see it as a big competitive uh, arena, but one that we're in a sector that is so important to families and to education generally, we do need to share. I love that. Angela, Cathy, thank you both very much. Let's go through and get some coffee. So just through in the coffee area now, there's a, there's a whole good bustle, hustle and bustle of people here getting coffee and uh, tucking into a few cakes. I think I might do the same as well, actually. So I'm with Nicola. We've just popped out from the coffee area. We stood next to the stage. And Nicola, you're just about to go on stage to speak. So first of all, hello. How are, how are you? <laughs> hello. I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. I'm having a lovely day so far. Yeah. Well, it's a great conference. It's, it's great to be here, isn't it? Just yes. catching up with people and, and sort of saying people that we've not seen for a while or, or never met before, but have only, what, like you and I, we've, we've only ever met online, but we've never actually met in the flesh. I know. It's a total pleasure. I was very excited to meet you. And there's a lot of people here that I've met before, but not for years, some of them. So it's just pretty Brilliant. So tell me a little bit about what you're about to talk about. I am about to talk about, in a kind of very empathetic human sales way, about how to follow up those inquiries without being pushy, without losing them as well, and how to nurture them through to enrolment if they are the right people. And there's a very simple process I'm going to share with everyone to help them do that when I know they're juggling a million things. Oh, OK. Right. Now, you mentioned the word empathy in there. So tell me a bit more about that. Empathy. Uh, I think you have to have empathy in sales. I think every, we all buy off people that, that have empathy with us, our favourite coffee shop. They know our name. They know our coffee. Uh, and it's the same with people that are selling to us, which is, in effect, what we're doing to our parents and the uh, prospective pupils. So showing empathy with their position rather than coming at it from what we are presenting to them, what our process is walking a little bit in their shoes to find out what their fears are, what their needs are, and making them feel very, very human, making them feel heard and respected and understood. Okay, I love that. I really do love that. Tell me something about the fact that schools are, uh, at their very core, educational establishments, but then we also know that, especially in the independent sector, we have to look at schools as being like a business as well. How do we get that balance right between thinking about the children, thinking about what's right for them, but also making sure that we've got enough money coming in to keep the bursar happy? Yes, well, that's part of the reason why I'm working on the follow-up process, because those leads that you uh, lead, I mean, prospective parents and students, we don't want them to slip through the net go to the school when we know that, that we are the best school for them. So it has to be a process. And though we use the word sales, you can use it as a longer admissions process or nurturing or whatever you want to call it. It's a business. It would be a sales department. Uh, in schools, it tends to be the admission folk that have to do everything. Um, so they need to do it more easily and without feeling like they're being pushy or sleazy. So that's why I'm here is to help them do that. Do you find that schools sometimes aren't very good at following up properly and that maybe they're, maybe they're not pushy enough? Or some schools, do you find that they are sometimes a bit too pushy? I think we need to move away from the word pushy and go to persistence. And I know it's semantics, but if you go into it thinking I'm being pushy, I need to be more pushy, you're just not going to do it if you're not that kind of person. So I don't think they are persistent enough. I haven't come across a school yet that follows up enough. And that's because they feel pushy or they assume someone's not interested and they just let them slip through the net whereas uh, every time I go into a school and say okay let's contact your prospective parents that you've kind of given up on they always get another one interested and usually another enrollment straight away like within the week so there is gold 
in those lost leads that you've given up on. So let's not give up on them. If we can give them the right education, we absolutely should. It's up to us to help them on that journey, I believe. Persistence instead of pushy. I love that. And Napoleon Hill was a big fan of the word persistence as well. Um, Nicola, I'm just looking around. People are starting to come in from their coffee breaks. So that means you're going to be stepping up on stage in a moment. So I, sh I should leave you to it uh, for two minutes, I think, before you speak. But in the meantime, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Now, Scott is also going to be speaking in a few minutes. So we're going to find him and find out what he's going to be. I can share that with you. I wonder whether he's in here. This is me going into the main room here. And I think I see him sat down. Looks like he's on his phone. Maybe he's just looking through some notes before he speaks. And I've just managed to find Scott. Scott, hi, how are you doing? Hi, Simon, how are you? Good. Uh, I'm very good indeed, thanks, very good. Now, I, I hear you've flown in from Salt Lake City, is that right? I have, I have, yeah. First time in London, uh, got a chance to uh, go to the markets, Buckingham Palace, Westminster Abbey, it's been a lot of fun. Wow. Uh, you got a great big smile on your face while yeah, you're talking about yeah. it. I've never been to Salt Lake City. In fact, the only thing I know about Salt Lake City is, is actually the Book of Mormon, which is probably not a very good, <laughs> not a very good advert for the city, but, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, so how long are you over here for then? Uh, so I'll be here uh, today and then tomorrow uh, we're doing another event in uh, Barcelona. So uh, a little more fun in uh, Europe, back home next week in, uh, for uh, time for Thanksgiving holiday. Amazing. You're bouncing around Europe and yes. then back for Thanksgiving. Of course, we don't really do that over here. Uh, have you got family back in the US? I do. I do. Yes. Uh, mother, father, and then uh, brother. Uh, my wife and I uh, live in uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, no kids. Uh, just a, uh, a fur baby. Uh, our, uh, our cat is our, uh, is our uh, she's the queen of the house. Yes. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Okay. Now, Nicola's going to be saying a few words and then you're going to say a few words yes. as well. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Yeah. So AI is really come onto the scene over the, uh, the past year. Uh, in fact, uh, ChatGPT uh, started uh, in five days it had a million users and so really what my focus today is to really talk about how admissions leaders can use AI as part of their funnel process and so we'll talk a lot about how they come into the funnel, uh, how parents find um, uh, schools through, uh, through AI, their rankings on AI, how they can control the rankings, the use of more and more people on their phones right now and so uh, the use of voice search optimization and how to really utilize those pieces because now families can go right to their phone and ask hey Siri what's the best school in X area and so it's an opportunity now for uh, you know schools to kind of think about this new technology and how families are going to use that and of course how they can use that in their funnel process to personalize creation a lot of what Kathy said on, the, on brand recognition too as well. How can they make their process authentic? Lots to say there, Simon, but AI is here, it's growing, and it's you know five, 10 years from now, we'll even explore what it's gonna look like here in the future as well. Do you think a lot of people are a little bit scared, a bit intimidated by AI about what it can do and what it, you know, about how it's gonna change their jobs? Of course, of course. The good thing is, is that uh, admissions directors, it won't replace their jobs. Uh, those uh, jobs that require emotional intelligence, really, the to, uh, the ability to make critical decisions, thinking, really talking, interacting, those jobs will never be replaced by AI. AI is really to provide a framework to help you kind of get the creative juices going and, and really kind of start that process. Uh, but no, AI will not uh, be replaced. Of course, there are bad actors in the, uh, in the marketplace trying to break AI, trying to create that chaos and such. And so it's going to be a, a continual challenges there are regulation bodies that are looking after this too as well. So we do have some uh, controls in place so that, uh, you know, that, uh, that AI is controlled as part of that process. 
Now, Scott, you work for Final Sight, is that right? I do, I do. I've been with Final Sight now for uh, for five years. Uh, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, it's we are a hundred percent remote company, so uh, all of us work from home uh, across the uh, across the world. Yeah, awesome. I, I didn't know hundred percent right. That that really is incredible. Yeah. And then, last question: If anybody wants to get in touch with you and find out more about AI, either because they've been here and they've heard you talk and they've got some follow-up questions, or if they're not here sure. and they just want to find out a, a little bit more. How can they get in touch with you? Sure, I'm on LinkedIn, so uh, please connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, I can also be emailed at Scott, S-C-O-T-T, period, Delville, D-E-L-L-E-V-I-L-L-E at finalsite.com, but happy to talk about AI. We're building an AI model at uh, Final Sight, so lots of exciting uh, uh, items uh, on AI and the future of what AI can do. Awesome, that's really good. Yeah. Scott, thank you so much for your oh, time. Yeah, we'll put a link to the email address in the show notes, but Perfect. thank you for talking to us today. Ah, thank you, Simon, for having me. So that's going to bring us now to the end of the in-person recordings here at the AMCIS conference. We're going to jump into a studio environment in a moment with Joy and with Daniel. But I've got Joy with me right now, and Daniel actually, here at the conference. Joy, how are you finding the conference going so far? Here we are on a coffee break. How are you finding it all going? I think it's really good. We've heard from two amazing speakers already this morning, and it's really given me lots of ideas to take back to the team, but also it's just such a nice place to meet new people, old friendly faces. I'm having a really good time learning a lot. It's great. Excellent. All right, that's really good. And Daniel, this is your first time being at the admissions conference. Uh, first impressions? I'm really impressed with everything. I'm impressed with the whole setup, the two speakers so far have given us loads of really interesting ideas to take away and I've, I've certainly got a lot to take back to school and, and talk to the team about. Yeah. Love that. Okay, well look, let's jump from here into the studio environment and then the three of us can have a proper conversation. We'll do that right now. And here we are in the studio. So we're back here again with Daniel and with Joy. Uh, Daniel, Joy, it's been, what, four days, I think, since the conference. Now you're back in your schools. Daniel, just for the sake of people listening, tell us a little bit about where in the country you are. I work at Manchester Grammar School. Just in a snapshot, tell us a little bit about the school. In a snapshot, uh, we're an independent all-boys school. I think we're the largest all-boys independent school in the country. Uh, we've got just over 1,600 pupils. Gosh, a lot of pupils. Day yeah. or boarding? Uh, just day, but just a day school. And Joy, uh, you're at Sidcote School. Tell us a bit about where where in the country that is and a snapshot of what the school is as well. So Sidcote School is a lovely school in the heart of Somerset, um, nearby Bristol, just outside Bristol. We are actually a day and boarding school. We have students all the way from three years old till 18 year olds. And we have 150 boarders from almost 30 different countries that make up part of our school. And we have a total of about 650 students on roll this year. So it's a really nice tight knit community. And the one special thing is because we are in the countryside, we have our own horses, we have our on-site equestrian centre and some students that bring their horses from far and wide. We have a horse at the moment from Latvia. I have a boy bringing his horse this January from China. So it's really exciting. Wow. Joy, I've, I've, I feel like I want to sign up. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That really does. Okay, Joy. We have no horses. Uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that, Daniel. I'm sure you've got lots of other benefits there instead. Uh, but let's come on to that in a moment. Joy, tell us a little bit about what your main takeaways were from the admissions conference last week then. I think for me personally, because I'm quite new into international recruitment, even though I've been working in the school as a maths teacher for more than five years, it was very much a learning curve for me. And I think there was a really nice range of different speakers on loads of different topics that gave me a lot to think about, a lot that maybe I haven't 
I haven't been so much involved with previously. So I thought it was a really nice way for me personally as CPD, but also lots of good ideas for me to bring back to the school. Some things we've already had meetings with the head about um, so that we can implement them and just good idea sharing, but also a lovely place to meet people, some of which I already know from before and some new faces that I never met before, but it was lovely to just network as well. That's really good to hear. It's, it's great, isn't it, to, to put a real face to a name, especially when we've met people maybe only online, you meet them in real life. Uh, but also to meet new people there. Although some people find that with any kind of an event like this way, where you have you know a, a good couple of hundred people who are attending, I'm not sure exactly how many people were there, but sometimes people feel a little bit intimidated beforehand, um, but then often come away feeling like it, it, it went very well. Uh, how did you feel before you went to the event? I think I've been to a few different recruitment, um, school recruitment events before. And the thing I'm always quite reassured is everybody in the industry is so lovely and so supportive. So it didn't feel too daunting, but I was just really excited because I saw the range of topics. I had a look at who was presenting and a few of the people I actually know from before, for example, Kathy Campbell, I've been to Kenya with her. Angela Dudley Ward was actually my predecessor who really supported me into my role so it was just really nice and it was a nice feeling and I was really excited to go and after the event I met more new people and it reassured that everybody in the industry is so supportive in sharing ideas and sharing best practices so it was just really nice to see like-minded individuals that we're all trying to get to the same place we all have the same goal so it was a nice sense um, when I came out of the event as well. That's really good to hear Joy that's really good to hear and Daniel tell us a little bit about the speakers that you remember uh, speaking on stage and and any key takeaways that you managed to to, to hoover up from them uh, I, I was really impressed with all six speakers that we heard on the day uh, I thought they all uh, brought different things to the table um, they one thing I really felt like I was doing throughout the day was reflecting on what we do as a school and and our practice uh, and whether or not we're necessarily doing as much as we could be I think in the world of admissions, uh, it can be quite isolated school to school and you don't necessarily meet colleagues um, from other schools uh, too often to really chat about what's going on in the world of admissions, how each department runs their departments. So it was, it was really interesting to, first of all, yeah, reflect on what we do as a school, but also hear what other schools are doing as well. The first speaker, uh, Deborah from Merchant Tailors, the case study she did mm. um, about how they've kind of done a bit of an overhaul of their admissions process was really interesting to hear. A lot of the ideas that they brought in, I definitely thought they were ones that we could pursue here possibly. Um, not all of them, but certainly some of them um, would, uh, would go well in our school. Um, I thought the speaker from... Matthew Dent uh, on political threats. Oh yeah, I mean, what could what could potentially have been a very boring and uh, I guess Darrow talk actually ended up. He was a really engaging speaker. He was. Um, he yeah. spoke about the yeah he spoke about the topic really well with with some good humour as well. I think it, yeah, he kept everyone really engaged. And although I've not had this discussion yet, I think it's definitely given me a lot of I guess material to go to SLT with, um, to open up a discussion with them about, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be something that over the next year becomes more and more at the forefront of parents' minds. And they're going to start asking questions about it. And in the admissions department, you're obviously, obviously at the forefront of that. So we need to know as a school, what, what our lines going to be going out to parents. Um, 
so no, I, I took away a lot, a lot from uh, the talk. Uh, the, the the talk on AI and admissions, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, when it comes to AI, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. Um, I haven't really uh, dipped my toe in that world at all. No, uh, but it's Daniel, definitely... I'm going to jump in here because anyone listening to this who hasn't seen you and doesn't know anything at all about you, they might now be thinking that you're significantly older than you are, but, but, but you're definitely not dinosaur age, are you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties, but um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's such a rapidly progressing industry, AI. Um, and again, working at admissions, it's such a, a busy world in school. I'll be honest, I haven't really had time to to look into it too much. And again, if I'm honest, I didn't really think it had that much relevance to admissions. But actually, after hearing uh, the talk from Scott, mm-hmm. it really gave me a lot to think about. I thought maybe actually we can speed up a lot of the processes we do in admissions using AI. Joy, let's just ask you about AI. I mean, how did you find that talk from Scott? And and in particular, how how relevant did you find it to apply any of the things that he was talking about into your school? I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, as we all know, AI is taking over the world almost feels like. And I think if we don't get on top of it, we are only going to be falling behind. So I do have a strong interest in AI and how we can use that in admissions to speed up processes and be more efficient. So I think it was really good. As Daniel was saying, a lot of the talks are reflection on what we currently do. I do use a basic level of AI you know, we have the most popular writing systems, etc., for creating content. But I think um, Scott really highlighted a lot of elements where we could use it one step further and to try to get ahead of the curve. And really, it's saving time so that we can spend more time building relationships with the families that we're trying to engage with and let the AI do kind of the more tedious work, the day-to-day kind of finding answers and creating social media posts, etc., so that we can really spend the time on things that hopefully AI can't take over as quickly. Um, that is really important, um, helping us build those bridges with our families and making them trust us and helping them understand what we have to offer as an education institution. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great the things he was saying. I mean, all of the speakers did a great job in in, in filling their, their pitch with really meaningful content. But I guess that it must be a little bit tricky for any of the speakers because it's not like they're addressing schools which are all, for example... Uh, let's just uh, co-ed and you know day and boarding schools you know Daniel you mentioned that yours is all boys and you're not boarding at all Uh, Joy yours is co-ed and you've got day and boarding so you know clearly the speakers have to address schools which which are which have a different makeup how do you how do you go about applying what each of the speakers are talking about into into your school situation? Um, I think the topics that were chosen were really relevant actually to a very wide range of schools. So we had, for example, the art of follow-up with um, Nicola and I thought that was really good and it really doesn't matter what kind of school you are. Um, and that really reminded me how our current way of follow-up works and also when you get so bogged down by um, so many different things that are happening in the admissions department, sometimes you forget the importance of doing basic follow-up and how important that is to building those key relationships and making sure that our conversion rate is um, much more positive. But all of the topics from decoding your customer, um, the last one, and also the one is your school on brand by Kathy and Angela. They're actually all really good hints and tips that I think can be applied to a good range of schools. I mean, obviously, it was nice to see schools from a wide range of backgrounds and learn how they do things slightly differently, bigger schools, smaller schools. But I think AMCIS had really picked a really good range of topics so that 
they are kind of relevant to all different kinds of schools. And of course, Scott had flown in from uh, Salt Lake City, I think he, was, he said he was from. And uh, so it was great to hear from him. But then he was also moving on to Barcelona. I think he was doing an event probably with Final Sight in Barcelona. So quite a lot of travel for him. Joy, do you do much traveling yourself? As we speak today, I've finalized my itinerary going off to Spain on Wednesday and I do travel a lot. So I've got three more trips oh. until Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. So the whole of the autumn term is basically traveling for me because it's one of the peak recruitment seasons. And it's a part of the job that I really do enjoy going out to different countries, meeting the families there, meeting our agents, which are really important for the work we do at school. And for me personally, it's just I think it's the best job in school, getting to explore so many different mm-hmm. cultures and countries whilst doing my job that I also love a lot. Wow. So you mentioned Spain. Where else are you going then between now and Christmas? I'm going to Spain next week and then I have a few days back and then I'm off to Korea and then Japan and then I'm back for Christmas. Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, clearly that's that's a significant jump across. I I think Japan is what, nine hours ahead of the UK? Is that right? I haven't looked that far ahead just yet, but it's a 15 hour flight, I think. So you're probably about right, eight or nine hours ahead. Gosh. Okay. Is that a recruitment visit then that you're doing? Out yes, there? absolutely. We find that um, the Japanese market, um, the Korean market, their values and their culture ties in very well with um, Sitcot as a Quaker school. But also we think something that's really important for us is the diversity. So I do try to travel as far and wide as possible. Our head of boarding just came back from Uzbekistan yesterday, also on a recruitment trip. And of course, sometimes the idea of traveling to all of these places, it does sound very glamorous, but tell us a little bit about the downsides of it. Oh, gosh, that's what my colleagues think that I'm off for a jolly, but it is really, really hard (laughs) work. Um, So Mm. I'll get there and I'll be meeting agents, which is absolutely amazing to meet people face to face. It's way more efficient than talking over email. It's so nice to put a face to everything. But also a lot of the time we're meeting with our alumni and we're meeting with current parents going through um, all their kids, how they're doing. So there's a lot of preparation work that goes into it, but also it is nonstop. But I really value it. And I think it's really important. And some countries I don't even step outside to have a look at, you know, the the fame. I don't manage to have a walk outside or anything like that. So it is exhausting, um, but it's very rewarding at the same time. Daniel, how about you? Do you tend to do much traveling where you are? No, I mean, being a day school based in Manchester, um, most of our students come from the northwest of the country um so there's there's not much travel involved um with the job i mean i will travel out to some of our kind of bigger feeder schools kind of prep schools in the area but in terms of international travel sadly i don't get really a chance to do that um but and our our admissions department and marketing and development departments are essentially although there's some crossover between the two they are two separate departments so our director of development he he does more international travel uh, we have quite a big alumni abroad in various areas. So he will travel out to various countries. Uh, I mean, he has a, an annual trip out to the US um, where he will go and meet uh, a lot of old Mancunians, as we call them here, and talk to them about our bursary scheme and try and raise funds for that and other projects that are going on in the school. Tell me more about the bursary scheme. How does that work? And and you know how do you how do you find the students who can benefit from that? We've got a huge bursary appeal in the school. Uh, I think the director of development, um, also called Simon Jones, he does a lot of work with other schools about how they can increase their bursary funding for the school. And we've got over 200 boys in school on bursaries. And I think the average bursary that we give out is about 90 
three percent. Wow. So the vast majority of them are on full bursaries, Gosh. and we try and we try and aim our funding at those that really need it in doing so. And I mean, we've been doing this for a long, long time as a school. I mean, long before I joined the school, and um, the school's got a really long history of it. So word of mouth is how we probably get the vast majority of our bursary applicants. I mean, every year we, we're getting upwards of 200 bursary applicants to the school. So we always manage to, to fill those places with good quality candidates, people, uh, boys that are really, it's, it can be life-changing for them. Um, sometimes, I mean, we talk about it as being the golden ticket sometimes, those boys that get those bursary places. Um, but also I think it adds to the diversity of the school. You know, a lot, a lot of the time, independent schools are seen as for, I guess, the more wealthy. Um, but having so many boys in the school on bursaries, um, as I say, as to its diversity, we've got boys from all different walks of life. And those, those boys don't in any way stand out in the school um, either. We purposefully try and make sure we have a whole range of trips, for example, running throughout the school all different cost points um we're again we're trying fund some bigger trips for those boys in the school on bursaries okay um so we try and make sure at, at least one point throughout their mgs career they have a chance to go on one of our, our big trips abroad for example um so they they get a chance to really make the most of what the school offers that's really good. And hopefully, fingers crossed, none of that will change uh, with the possible introduction of VAT at some point in the future, which clearly is yeah, a big I mean, concern. For, fortunately, our bursary appeal is is funded mostly through donations from our alumni. Um, and it's not really reliant upon, we have a big endowment fund as well. So it's not really reliant upon um, fees being paid uh, by parents. So we're, 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 I mean, we're really fortunate. That's good to hear. Um, Daniel and Joy, a question for you both. If if anybody wants to connect with you both, uh, is is there is there a good place? Is LinkedIn a good place, or or a direct email address with you? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn, um, or my direct email address is d.l.ver at mgs.org. Um, I'm happy to for people to email me. Yeah, it, it's it's as I say, one of the things that were I really enjoyed at the conference was actually being able to connect with more people and hear about. Um, other admissions departments and what they're up to. Awesome. And Joy? Absolutely. So similar to Daniel, I am on LinkedIn as Joy Chung. And also if they would like to, if anybody would like to email me, it's joy.chung, which is C-H-E-U-N-G at sidcot.org.uk. Perfect. Well, we'll put links to both your LinkedIn profiles and your email addresses in the show notes for this episode. Uh, but Daniel and Joy, thank you both for being here. It's been so good talking to you both. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Simon. Great. Thanks a lot, Simon. So that was Daniel from the Manchester Grammar School and Joy from Sidcote School. Links to both of them in the show notes and a huge thank you to them for being here. And of course, to the speakers from the conference, those I spoke to earlier on this recording and those I didn't have the chance to speak to. You're all awesome. Just a reminder, AMCIS is the Association for Admissions, Marketing and Communications in Independent Schools. For more information on AMCIS, just visit amcis.co.uk. That's A-M-C-I-S now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and that just means you won't miss the next episode when it comes out. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.